0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha and Simons. Glad to be with you this morning. Coming up this hour, the Argonne National Laboratory is getting $25 million from the federal government to fight climate change in cities. We're going to hear from the scientist who's heading up that project. Plus, with the Emmys coming up on Monday, we're going to talk about how Muslims are represented on TV. A new study shows they're often erased and stereotyped. So what needs to change? But first, Chicago rents. They continue to rise sharply. Asking rental prices are up 4.5%, according to Redfin, though many Chicagoans have seen even larger increases. And in many neighborhoods, housing is in such short supply that some renters are ending up in bidding wars. Here with more is Mina Bloom, reporter with Block Club Chicago. Welcome back, Mina.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Also joining us is Tim Brent, real estate agent with Baird and Warner in Lincoln Park. Welcome to Reset, Tim.
2: Thank you, Sasha.
0: And we want to hear from you on this one. Tell us, have you recently looked for a place to rent? What was the experience like? Give us a call now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Mina, I'll start with you. Your your story yesterday, it talks about the experience of new renters in the city. Talk to us about the couple that you interviewed and and what their experience was like when they were trying to Simply find a place to live.
1: Yeah. So I interviewed Stacy Newman and Benjamin Rosenthal. This summer, they were trying to move to Chicago after living on the East Coast for several years. And it was a trying experience, to say the least. They pursued about 30 apartments. Most of them were rented before they even had a chance to tour them. And, and places are going really fast. 30 apartments. My goodness. I know. That's a lot. I know. Um, and then the ones that they did see generated a ton of interest. So there was a two-bedroom apartment in West Town. It drew five offers by the time that they saw it. The realtor told them, if you're not willing to go $500 over list price, don't even bother going inside. And they also got outbid on a Lincoln Park townhouse, even after offering $200 more they did eventually find a place in Lakeview, a two-bedroom place that mm-hmm. checked off uh, most of their boxes. But it was a difficult few months of rejection. They told me they were worried that they just were never going to find a place in Chicago. My
0: goodness. I'm, I'm frustrated just hearing you lay that all out. Tim, I want to bring you in here. Your clients tend to be landlords who are looking for renters. Is the experience that Mina just described, is that sounding familiar to you? Have you seen these types of bidding wars or, or heard about them?
2: Well, there's definitely been a, a short supply of, of apartments for rent. And basically, it's, it is a supply and demand. So the less supply you have, the more demand you have. Um, and if, a part, if an apartment or a condo or a townhouse isn't necessarily priced correctly when people get there, um, you may have bidding wars. But a lot of times, if it's, if it's priced correctly to begin with, mm-hmm. you may not have that.
0: Well, I'm surprised to hear Mina talk about uh, this um, outbidding someone for rent. I, I didn't know that that was possible. So, I wonder if landlords don't typically list a rent price once it's on the market. Like, how can you outbid someone? Isn't the price the price?
2: Well, in in Chicago, you know, we need to give a 48 hour notice to show an apartment, and most of them are occupied, so we need to give 48 hour notice. And so, if I'm going to give notice for an hour or you know, hour and a half, I'll generally try to, you know, show it four or five or six times, number one, just to, uh, keep from bothering the tenant so much. And number two, to, to maximize my time. And so when you do have, you know, multiple people showing up to see a place, Mm -hmm. and especially if they've been outbid somewhere else, um, they will tend to get ahead of themselves, but it's, it's literally just, you know, supply driven. So, so yes. Um, if someone wants a place just like buying a house or a condo, they may they may offer more to make sure that they get it if they've lost uh, lost others.
0: So do you believe that that renters should stop offering over asking price for rent? Like, is that a solution to this competitive bidding here?
2: <laughs> well, if everybody did it, it might work. But if one person <laughs> steps up and offers more than everybody else, um, you know, everybody else yeah. you know may not get an opportunity to live there.
0: Mina, in your reporting, just picking up where where Tim left off, what did you hear specifically about what's causing that housing supply to be so low?
1: Yeah, so we're in the middle of a pandemic still, and we've all heard about the global supply chain issues, and that's really hurt development. It's driven up building costs. It's made it harder for developers to build apartment buildings and homes um, and also stretched out construction timelines, too. So, you know, a, a development that might take... I don't know, two years to build is now taking six or seven years to build. So Mm -hmm. we're not seeing that housing for many years. Um, But it does stretch back a lot further than the pandemic. Um, There are a lot of layers to building new housing in Chicago. There's zoning approval. There's public meetings, not just in Chicago, but in other cities as well. And some feel like these zoning rules are outdated and they're actually disincentivizing development. And there's also a lot of local residents in Chicago who oppose new housing. Um, We see that a lot here, this not-in-my-backyard, NIMBY dynamic. Mm -hmm. That can sometimes kill development. I've covered neighborhood news for many years, and I've witnessed that many, many times. Um, The brokers that I talked to, they also said that there's been a lack of new housing really since the economic downturn in 2008. Um, that developers and builders have been more cautious, more frugal since then.
0: Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you are just tuning in, we are speaking with Mina Bloom, a Block Club Chicago reporter who recently wrote about the experience of Chicago renters trying to find housing. Also with us is Tim Brent, who's a real estate agent at Baird and Warner. And we want to hear from you on this one. Tell us your experience trying to find a place to rent here in Chicago. Was it difficult? Did you have to outbid the next person. We want to hear the details. Call us at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, that number is 866-915-WBEZ. Let's jump to the phones, Mina and Tim. We've got Adam in Lincoln Park. Hi, Adam. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me
0: on. Sure. So what's your experience been? I gather you are a renter.
3: Yeah, I'm a renter and I moved um, at the beginning of August but probably spent a good four to six weeks touring apartments um, and basically had yeah, the exact situation that y'all were describing of, um, you know, would see, would tour an apartment, 10 people would be there. Um, people would already bid over the listing price, price for rent. Um, and even in my personal experience, the apartment, the apartment I ended up with, I only got because it was currently in the middle of being renovated. So it was, unleased at the moment but Uh. I offered to to start the lease like a week earlier just to which is you know kind of I guess a version of of um in some capacity but yeah I had to start the lease early just and that was the only reason that I got this apartment I had to see it that same day and make make the decision and sign the lease right pretty much on the spot
0: my goodness so Adam I'm curious when you're there and you show up and you see like 10 to 15 other people going for the same apartment and they're you know, jacking up the price. Like, did it prompt you to want to do the same? Like, were you sort of jumping into that war, or were you like, okay, this is getting out of hand. I'm, I'm a step. I'm, I'm going to step aside.
3: I mean, in those situations, it actually just made me want to leave um, and not have to deal with that. But I feel like it did change my attitude when I was starting to look, because um, I think at that time I was working with at least one leasing agent who was, you know, helping me schedule tours, but. Um, pretty much made me like have to go on my own and go on Zillow and things like, yeah, I'm willing to start this lease earlier. I could see it immediately because even a couple of times they would say that, you know, we'll have showing in a couple of days, but if you can be here in an hour, um, you know, you can see the apartment first. So I think it changed probably my behavior going forward.
0: Well, I'm so glad you ended up finding a place, Adam. Thanks for calling. Again, our number is eight six six nine one five W B E Z. If you'd like to share your story as well, so Mina, I mean, you you heard it you heard it here first, right? You know, he's seeing folks a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars over asking. You mentioned earlier five hundred dollars over asking, which is wild. I remember, you know, during the pandemic, the early days of the pandemic, the the demand for housing plummeted, and I remember landlords sort of throwing out these amazing deals for for uh, for renters what has changed talk us through that
1: yeah you're right there were a lot of amazing deals that came about in the early days of the pandemic and one broker told me that those amazing deals they they have contributed to these high rental costs. They're not the only reason, but one reason. Um, and the reason that is is because people just aren't leaving. They're staying in those apartments and yeah. keeping those deals. So that's further limiting the housing supply and driving up rents. Um, but that is really just one small part of it, um, based on my reporting. There are really a bunch of reasons why rents are so high, Landlords are passing high costs on to renters. There's also been a shortage of homes to buy. So people who are planning to buy have turned to renting, which has crowded the market as well. High inflation. Um, Essentially, people have really been flooding the rental market since the country opened back up and,
0: and vaccines were rolled out. Tim, would you say that landlords are doing anything to encourage this type of bidding behavior?
2: I don't think so. I think most people figure out what they want to charge for rent, and and that's what they ask. You know, I even I even have some landlords who may not necessarily want to have a bidding war, um, and the, the reason is someone shows up with with a particular budget in mind, and all of a the sudden they're show you know they're paying three to four hundred dollars a month more, um, along with added inflation and the cost of everything else going up. Um, you know, their concern might be that someone basically has, has bid so much yeah. um, that by the time everything happens, they may or may not be able to pay the rent. So some landlords, you know, obviously like it because they're getting more money. But a lot of landlords I work with aren't necessarily excited about it. Now, the next time a unit may come up in that building, the price will definitely reflect a higher number if, if, if they have that kind of demand. But I don't think it's something that landlords purposely do.
0: Yeah, that that's a good point. Can the person then keep up, right, and, and pay their rent every first of the month? That's a that's a good question. So we've been talking, Tim, about this supply and demand issue. What do you think needs to uh, to change for the supply of housing to increase?
2: Well, I I would have, I would agree that the the you know the north side did lower rents and offered incentives, and so a lot of people that lived maybe in you know the uh, outside neighborhoods or neighborhoods that maybe weren't as popular were able to move you know into the north side the more popular neighborhoods because of the nightlife and the lakefront and those people aren't moving and you can only move into what someone moves out of and again the city won't let you tear down a six flat and build a 20 unit building just you know the the density gets too high yeah so short term i don't think there's much that can be done unfortunately i see you
0: nodding your head there amina as, yeah. as tim's talking is this an issue across chicago Or is it specific to to certain neighborhoods?
1: Based on my reporting, the bidding wars are really happening in hot neighborhoods on the north side. Um, We're mostly talking about higher end apartment buildings, too. So the neighborhoods that I've heard the most about, Lakeview, Lincoln Park, we just heard it from a caller in Lincoln Park, Old Town, Wrigleyville, Gold Coast, West Town. I could go on, but those are the neighborhoods. Um, And interestingly, one broker told me that more than half of her clients this summer were relocating to Chicago which I thought was really interesting. Interesting. Um, And that those people wanted to move to neighborhoods that felt like Chicago, like near Wrigley Field, near downtown, near the lake. Um, And I just want to be clear, too, that these bidding wars, um, they really – they aren't the most pressing issue, you know, uh, housing issue in our city that that many people are struggling to find affordable housing, especially after the assistance programs dried up, the the pandemic assistance programs. Yeah. Um, But this is just a really fascinating phenomenon that's happening. These bidding wars that is relatively new to Chicago. We haven't really seen this. We hear these horror stories in New York City, San Francisco. We haven't really heard about apartment bidding wars in Chicago Chicago. until now.
0: Yeah. And as you talk there, Mina, about folks Wanting to move into Chicago, I think we've got someone on the line with perhaps a different take. Here's Kendall in Bucktown. Hi, Kendall. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for welcoming me. So what's your story?
3: Yeah, so I actually have lived
0: um, in the Bucktown neighborhood in the same apartment building um, since 2017. And it was recently, I'm currently single, have been single living here, um, which has been affordable for me. But recently, my landlord has um, addressed, due to the price increases in this neighborhood, as you had mentioned, in Lincoln Park, sort of that West Town area, yeah. um, I was also confronted with an increase in rent as well. Um, hence the reason I am now looking for apartments, and I'm actually um, kind of in a pickle in a bit because I've had to sort of jeopardize my safety, personal safety from looking at neighborhoods that are maybe... You know, a little bit more on the lower end um, in terms of renting price. So it's just been a little bit difficult. I've heard a lot of couples um, kind of give their scenarios, but it's definitely been a challenge for those single homes. For single folks, yeah, you're you're bringing up such a good point, Kendall. Is that something that you've heard?
1: Definitely, Nina? yeah. I mean, I think it's it's impacting a wide range of people. It's not just couples. You know, the couple that I wrote about. It's single folks. People who've lived in Chicago for a long time. It's Mm -hmm. newcomers to Chicago. The housing market is just different than it was in the early early days of the pandemic. Kendall says,
0: I'm thinking of moving out of the city, (laughs) you know, uh, is in your opinion, Mina, is this bidding for rent? Is that going to be the norm now or are we just kind of going through this very unique situation right now?
1: Well, I think back to what Tim was saying there isn't a lot that can be done in the short term. So I do think we're going to continue to see bidding wars. Um, but I will say that we are heading into a slower season. So my impression, based on my reporting, is that we'll see fewer bidding wars, less competition going into the fall and the winter months than we did in the summer. The summer is usually the very hot rental market. Yeah. But in the short term, yeah, we're going to really have to inc- uh, increase our supply and and make sure that it meets the
0: demand. What are your thoughts there, Tim? How long do you think renters can expect for this crazy competition.
2: Well, being on the landlord side, I may have a different take on this. To me, the the when a bidding war happens is when an apartment is is underpriced or when a, when a piece of property is underpriced and it's it's basically the market correcting it. So in a sense, if you've got a building, you know, a large multi-unit building that had a unit with a bidding war on it, I don't know why that that landlord and and one of the things that we do is is the next unit that comes up there, we'll we'll adjust the price up enough where we shouldn't have a bidding war, in a sense. Now, it, you know, that's a that's you know one thought process. But to me, if you've got a bidding war, it's, it's a simple reason that that maybe the unit was underpriced to begin with, mm-hmm. versus supply and demand.
0: Interesting. So, do you have advice, Tim, for for renters on how they can avoid paying over asking price? Like, should they? maybe look in different parts of the city as we we talked about or what are their options well
2: you have you, you've all you know you've you've always had the repo the reason people don't live in the i will I don't want to say desirable neighborhoods but say on the north side neighborhoods where you do have you know restaurants shopping transportation and the lakefront you know the next thing they'll do is maybe move the next neighborhood over or the next neighborhood over as far as that goes but that also helps those neighborhoods as you get as you get people moving into those neighborhoods, a lot of times the services, the restaurants, the dry cleaners and those things like that will follow. Unfortunately, you know, it's gentrification, which everyone doesn't like. Mm-hmm. But that's how that's how neighborhoods get better is that the 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 neighborhoods in a sense that you know quote unquote everybody wants to live in gets so expensive it moves people to the next neighborhood over. You know, years ago, you know, that happened to Andersonville. That happened to Bucktown. It happened to Wicker Park in the sense that things got so expensive that as more and more people moved over there, the service is followed. And and that's how the the neighborhoods get better. Last
0: word to you, Mina. I mean, the takeaway here is you said, I mean, this is just fascinating what's happening. I think it's
1: really fascinating. I've been covering Chicago for several years, and I've never heard of this happening. I've had friends who've had this happen to them. Um, and I was like, what is this New York City? Like, where do we live? Right. Um, like, where am I? Yeah. So I, I think it, it it is really interesting and it will be something to, to watch. And especially after the pandemic really brought down the real estate market early on to just have this 180 is is yeah.
0: is really interesting to me. Interesting story. That was Mina Bloom, reporter for Block Club Chicago and Tim Brent, real estate agent for Baird and Warner. Thank you both.